Blog Talk Radio. Interviewing your favorite musicians, comedians, and other creative souls. This is the Carrie Edelman Show. Hey everyone, and welcome to the Carrie Edelman Show. I am extremely excited tonight. It's going to be an awesome show. We have the hard rock band, The Product, coming on. And I'll tell you all about these guys in a moment. They're an up-and-coming hard rock band, really commercial sound, love their sound. Everyone's going to have to check out their EP, which will be dropping on June 5th, titled So Alive, and we're going to hear some music off of their album tonight. So we have singer guitarist B.J. Perry, and along with his brother, drummer R.J. Perry, joining us in a moment. Sorry, I stuttered there for a moment. Uh, It's been a long day. I work in corrections as a psychologist. So um, let me tell you a little bit about my show, and then I will be bringing them on in a moment. started the show approximately a little over a year ago uh, with the concept in mind of creating a forum where I could bring on people in the entertainment industry. It could be musicians, authors, comedians, just people doing creative things to really help them get their names out there and uh, spread who they are to the masses. A little bit about my background. Um, I'm a psychologist by day, and uh, that's what my doctorate degree is in. And um, I also have a passion, and I'm very involved in the entertainment industry, which is my kind of other profession on the side, which, as we all know, is a very difficult and challenging industry out there. I'm a singer-songwriter with an album out. My genre is primarily um, rock slash hard rock with uh, some pop involved in it. And I also do some writing for some entertainment magazines, and I want to give a couple of them a plug, Really Great Magazine, as well as Talent Spotlight Magazine. And I do a lot of articles which focus on psychology and marketing, advertising, and a lot of that type of stuff with the entertainment industry to help people uh, come up with suggestions for how they can get themselves out there. And then the other thing I recently started a year ago was this radio show. So I really wanted to combine all of my backgrounds and interests to create this type of a forum. A couple of things I just kindly request that people keep in mind is that although I'm a psychologist, uh, the show is not meant to be providing any type of formal therapy and treatment. Again, I just really enjoy interviewing people, and that's one of the skill sets that um, I bring to the table with my background. But I know people always have uh, questions at times, and I'm more than open to answering very uh, generic and broad questions, but again, it's not going to be doing therapy on the air, so to speak. Um, and I also kindly request, because I do want my guests to be open and talk about their life experiences, I really want the show to tell a story about who they are, um, also in addition to the profession and what we're working on marketing tonight and promoting. But I do ask that people, if you're going to talk about any really you know, controversial, humiliating stories, um, that you just keep any identifying information anonymous, because the show isn't meant to personally uh, embarrass or humiliate anyone. So if you're tuning in, please create a Blog Talk Radio account by going to blogtalkradio.com, and you can also join us in the chat room. But again, I have to, I'm a one-person show here, so I have all my notes in front of me, and I really want to stay focused on the band. So you can join us in the chat room, or you can also call in tonight. All the information is available, and the number is 805-243-1320. Again, it's all available in the chat room, and I'll talk about it throughout the show, too. So I'm really excited, as I mentioned. These guys have been just really great. I feel like I know them already. We've been talking through email. Um, They reached out to me when they had heard me interview the band, uh, Hard Rock Band Ghosts of August, which is another amazing band, and these, these guys are evidently friends with them. 
am excited to have them on the show tonight because they're not only going to be joining Ghosts of August, but again, I've had the pleasure of interviewing so many amazing bands that are just really breaking now, um, including Art of Dying, Janice, uh, Eve to Adam, Craving Lucy, and uh, many other bands that I've had the opportunity to bring on my show. So we're going to bring these guys on in a minute. So let's tell you a little bit about them. I always like to do an introduction for them, and then we will bring them on. So they come from what they describe as a city that has all but collapsed due to the economy, which is uh, a Detroit in Detroit. They're from Detroit, Michigan. And uh, right now they are going to be talking about tonight their album, which is going to be coming out, as I mentioned, in June. And it is titled So Alive. So they released uh, one of their singles off of it, which was called Make Your Move, and that has had many song placements, and I don't want to give it all away now. We're going to talk about that later. But these guys really um, hone in on talking about just how they're really a hardworking band, and they've really been doing everything on their own, everything from their own you know, production for, with their first album. They, they mixed it, they mastered it, they did everything uh, by themselves. They sold 3,000 copies of it, which is phenomenal, especially – and I'll talk, I'm sure, about tonight how the industry is very different from it was back in, like, the 90s when, you know, labels had all that money. And it's not to say that labels don't today, but, you know, it is very different with the uh, the Internet and the social media sites and all that type of stuff. Um, so they're definitely a really hardworking band, and I personally value that because everything I've done, I've done on my own. Um, and people laugh because they don't know how I manage uh, all the things that I do, but somehow I do it. Um, so, as I mentioned, they, um, they've also, their album, which we'll talk about tonight, too, was produced by uh, Brian Virtue, and he's worked with some phenomenal bands, including Puddle of Mud, Chazelle, 30 Seconds to Mars, and Korn, and um, the product has also had the opportunity to play with some major bands, and they've hit the stage with Pop Evil, Danko Jones, Janice, uh, Evans Blue, Cavo, All That Remains, and the list goes on and on. So they are doing some shows right now. We'll talk about shows so that people can check these guys out and see them play live. But uh, without further ado, let's uh, let's bring them on. Okay, let me just uh, get to the switchboard here, and then we will bring these guys on. Okay, hey, BJ and RJ, how are you guys? Doing great. How about yourself? Good, good. Thank you for joining me tonight. Absolutely. Looking forward to it. Cool, cool. So you guys both there? Or you, I, I'm assuming you're on speakerphone? Yeah, we're both here. Yeah, we're both okay. on speakerphone for now. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and until I can kind of get your voices done, and this is, I'm a very visual person, and I wish I had the opportunity, maybe one day in the future, uh, where I could be sitting down with my guests, which would be, you know, a much better thing. But as we know, the Internet is one of the places where people are really doing a lot of radio right now. So I want to kind of get your voices down. So I'll ask, you know, each of you questions to answer so I can see who's answering what questions. <laughs> Absolutely. Okay. So, um, yeah, and again, I want this to be, you know, the interview to be open-ended. I prepared a lot of questions, but I also want you guys to feel, you know, if you want to interject and you want to bring something up or a topic or take it in a different direction, please, by all means, feel free to do that. Okay, that sounds great. Okay, cool. So um, I was just really interested in starting out. I always like to try to tell a story and kind of have the interview unravel in that type of a way. So why don't you guys talk a little bit about, especially since you're brothers, and that's I definitely want to get to the topic of what it's like to work in a band with each other and not only be family members, but you know what I mean, work in a band together too. Yeah, 
Um, but tell us a little bit about growing up in Detroit, Michigan. What was that like, and when did you guys start to get interested in music? Yeah, I mean, for me, uh, this is BJ talking. Um, I actually grew up, we, we, we both grew up about 40 minutes north, about a half hour north of Detroit. Um, and growing up, actually what my parents brought me up on was country music, you know, like Charlie Daniels and Tim McGraw and all that kind of stuff. I actually didn't even discover rock music until I was about 15 years old. I was in a, a friend's car, and we were driving down the road, and actually one of the, the other friends in the car was uh, flipping through stations, and a song by Blink-182 came on, and I heard, like, that distorted electric guitar sound, and I was like, man, where where has this been all my life? You know, I, I never heard anything <laughs> like it before. And I kid you not, like, a week after I heard that song, I was applying everywhere for jobs, and I got my first job so I could save up and get my first little guitar rig, which was the absolute worst guitar and amp that you could ever play on. But it was just so, you know, so amazing for me to to be able to to play back what I was hearing in my head and things like that. So um, that's really how I got started. And as I continue to get older, you know, I, I learn more songs and, learn more rock songs and I went you know I started out in that kind of pop punk category like Blink-182, Green Day, Mm -hmm. all that stuff and then you know started expanding on it more and more and gotten more into hard rock and some metal and things like that and uh you know and uh have been in been in bands ever since and writing music ever since and recording bands ever since and it's just been uh a huge passion for me personally and that's uh definitely a weird way to start things but I don't know if it's necessarily uh a bad way. And then, uh, no, that's, deal, that's uh, great. So when did you first pick up a guitar, though? Was it when you first heard that Blink-182 song, or were you playing prior to that? Um, no, actually, I, I had never picked up a guitar in my life until about 15, and that was the, the week wow. after. Because, I, I, you know, the, the the guitar I was used to hearing was that twangy country, uh, you know, blues rock song, which sounds cool, but it just it wasn't for me. It didn't, like, give right. me the... You know, goosebumps on my back or anything like that. It was just like, okay, that's that's what music is. I thought music was country music. I really, really didn't know anything else because, you know, I don't know if I was sheltered or what, but I was brought up on <laughs> on that. So uh, it was uh, it was an interesting thing to hear, you know, when it started flipping through stations and just been hooked ever since, you know. Cool. Now, what about you, RJ? When did you pick up the drums? Um, actually, I started out playing guitar and um, bands. Not with my brother, a separate band playing guitar and singing, and actually BJ had been working um, on some of the original stuff for the product with other band members, and they couldn't hold out a drummer, so he asked me to play drums for them, even though I'd never played drums before, and actually bought a drum set that day, and I've been playing with them ever since. Wow, very cool, guys. I like how you guys kind of just, like, got into it a little, I don't want to say later in life, but sometimes they say, and I didn't start getting into it until, like, my mid-20s, where I was very interested in songwriting and just started writing my own vocal melodies and lyrics, and for some reason it came very natural. So I can kind of appreciate what you guys are talking about, which is, that's really cool. Um, so you guys couldn't, I guess, hold down the drummer. Is Was the product was the product created by you, BJ? Was that something you were working on creating? Yeah, um, you know, I had been in a couple bands before, and, you know, like all things, as time goes on, uh, usually with bands, especially if bands aren't, you know, making enough money off it, you know, you'll have members go in and out. And right. so I'd been in a couple bands previous, and actually I wasn't a singer. I, you know, I just focused on guitar. I would do a lot of lead guitar and everything like that. And I just kind of got fed up with 
not having people dedicated, so I said, well, forget it, you know, I'll just do it all myself. That's when, you know, after one of my bands broke up, that's when uh, I went and got, you know, my recording studio gear and all that and just started practicing on that and doing wow. like you said, you know, just working on vocal melodies, working on chords, working on, you know, progressions and trying to write stuff that I just think would blow people away. And when I was doing that, I'd have, you know, different people kind of come in and out. You know, I spent the first CP that we released, Break the Silence, back in 2009, um, you know, I spent a year just writing those six songs, you know, and I'd have members come in and members go out and things like that. And I finally got it to where I had the, the bass player and, and um, well, the bass player anyways, uh, the guitar player on Break the Silence, we ended up uh, releasing after Break the Silence. But anyways, I had a, a solid guitar player and bass player with me, and I was going to play guitar and sing as well, so we, we really just needed drummers. And I think I went through, uh, I'd say probably three or four of them. One of them stuck around for a while, and then all, mm -hmm. all of a sudden just up and decided that he was going to move to Nashville. And, uh, like, man, I'm just so sick of this. I just need somebody. Like, I, at this point, I'm like, I don't even care if they can play drums. I just need somebody that's going to be dedicated. And, <laughs> and, and, oh, my and gosh. Yeah, we can, we can, we, we'll talk. Literally. You and I will have to talk off the air because – you don't even want to know what I went through. And I did it for about six to seven years before I then did a solo artist album. And that came along with its own host of issues because I thought, oh, I have more control now. And, and that was just another animal that I was dealing with. So I can totally appreciate what you guys are talking about with not being able to find the dedicated, motivated people. I mean, I, I would find so many talented people and it was just like you just could not keep them around because they just didn't have that, that perseverance to stick with it. So... Well, I can totally absolutely. appreciate what you're saying. Yeah. So you bring, so so you bring that, your brother on board. Yeah, well, literally, after that drummer, you know, it was the drummer the last time he was going to be here, and he, he took off. I just, I you know, went home and walked in the house. I'm like, guess who's playing drums for me now? And my brother's like, who? <laughs> I'm like, you. So, like he said, that day, you know, he, he went online and bought a drum set, and, uh, you know, wow. the rest is history, I guess. And he's just been playing yep. ever since, and... Very cool. Just to digress, when did you start singing? So you started playing guitar when you were 15-ish. So when did you find out that you had a natural talent for singing? Because your voice is amazing. Thank you. Um, no, yeah, I mean, I would dabble with singing when I was 15, 16, but I never considered myself, like, able to sing. And then it was really after I was in a band for about six months, and we had wrote a few songs and released a song, and I thought things were going great. And then the singer started flaking out. He got... A, a nice job or something like that, and you just kind of stopped showing up, and and then everybody just kind of started like, well, okay, this is going to work without a singer anymore. So I'm like, forget it, I'll sing. You know, it's just the same attitude I had with, uh, you know, with the drummer issue. You know, we kept going nice. through singers and people were flaking out, and like, forget it, I'll do it. So I think I was probably about 18 or 19 when I really started singing serious and and trying to, you know, put myself on recordings and, and things like that and seeing how it sounds and analyzing it and everything like that. So, Cool. Now, with both UBJ and RJ, did you guys take any musical lessons, whether it was for guitar, drums, singing, or just you've done everything pretty much naturally on your own? Sure. I'll, I'll go first. Uh, this is BJ. Um, you know, I was uh, in middle school band. I was in high school band for a little while, too. Uh, so I think that kind of helped give me kind of the basics down of rhythms and, and notes and things like that. Mm -hmm. uh, I took a few guitar lessons. I think I took about five guitar lessons. Um, and then it just, I don't know if it was just the instructor that I had, you know, he wasn't bad, but it was more about what he wanted to show me and less about what I, you know, I was more 
automatically I was more interested in in writing things and, and learning how to write songs and things like that. And he was more focused on showing me, you know, Jimi Hendrix riffs and things like that, which, don't get me wrong, is awesome. It's just not what my focus was on. Right. Uh, so, you know, in terms of my background, I, I definitely had some experience with that. I did take a few voice lessons at one point, but, um, you know, pretty minimal, probably five or six lessons with that as well. And once I felt like mm-hmm. I had what I needed, you know, I just kind of went with it. Lots of, lots of reading online. I think the biggest thing more than lessons that's always helped me is just, you know, practicing and then analyzing your practice. You know, what what isn't sounding right? What could be better? You know, and, and keep focusing on that and trying to improve, so. Right, right. And what about you, RJ? Yeah, I think, um, I, mean, I was in band and stuff too, like BJ throughout junior high and high school. And I agree that that probably helps a lot. And, you know, I take a few lessons here and there on guitar and a few lessons here and there on drums. But I think for the most part, you know, just watching YouTube, watching other other drummers really is what um, has helped me the most. I think uh, for anybody learning any instrument, really, I'm just going online and watching other people play, and there's tons of free resources out there for people to learn on. Very cool. And I'm, and I'm assuming you guys definitely natural talent, so let's say that, too, because you guys are, again, the band sounds phenomenal. I mean, you, you sound like you're a top-notch band that's already basically out there. So you guys really have a, an amazing sound and just, Really professional, really good stuff. Yeah, definitely. So now, was music something you guys wanted to do, like growing up? Is it, was that like a dream that you had? You wanted to be in a band, you wanted to make this a career, or where kind of where were you direction-wise with that type of thing? Because I know you said that some people left because they got you know better jobs or you know things where they were making more money. So where were you guys with that? Uh, yeah, for me, uh, this is BJ again. I'll probably just always answer first, and then RJ will go. Um, <laughs> you know, I didn't wait, even wait, wait. realize, it didn't even occur to me. Like I said, you know, until I was about 15 years old, the only music I knew was country. So it, it was always something I was like, yeah, that's okay. It's not really my thing. I wasn't that into it. And then, you know, as soon as I started seeing these bands, um, you know, those pop-punk bands, and uh, and then starting to learn more about rock music, I'm like, man, that would just be an incredible career to have, you know, it was never, never for me until to this day, because it's not like we were making a bunch of money, like you, you know, you were saying earlier, the music industry is really, really tough right now, never mm-hmm. been about making a bunch of money, but my goal has always been, and, and still is, is just to make enough money to where you don't have to do, you know, the nine to five, you can do just the music and everything like that, and um, I think that definitely was uh, the appeal to me, I, the, there's, to the, to this day, there still isn't a better feeling than, you know, if you go to a show and you're playing your song, especially if it's a place you've never played before, and right. it's one of those one of those spots where it's a soft a soft spot and people are are singing along with the words you wrote. Like, how awesome is that connection? It's still like is the best feeling to me. So I just love it. Definitely, definitely. And what about you, RJ? And I, real quick, we do have a caller calling in, so I definitely just hold on, caller. We will get to you in one second after RJ answers this question. I don't want to get too kind of all over the place. Right. Well, uh, I think I think I've always known I wanted to do music. I've always listened to tons of different music and always been into it. I think um, part of that because my dad listened to a lot of music, and obviously part of it is my brother, who's also involved in music, and I'm, he's about four years older than me, so. You know, I just kind of always was around it when I was growing up. So I think that's a big part of it. Cool. Very cool. All right. So let's take this caller, and then we'll get back to doing some more questions and then getting into uh, checking out your music. Great. 
Hello? Okay. All right. 815, you are on with BJ and RJ from the product. All right. Hello. 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 I'm a really big fan. I've heard of you guys from a couple of my friends like a while back, and I've been just avidly following your music. When are you guys going to come to Illinois? Because me and a bunch of my buddies are really excited to see you guys live. Uh, great question, man. Here, here's the thing with uh, with touring. Touring can be extremely awesome when you have a lot of people booking real, shows real, and things like that. I'm sorry, DJ, real quick. Is the, the person who's calling in, do you have a, a radio or a TV on in the background? Because there's a lot of feedback. Um, no. We have a speaker on, but now I turned it off. Okay, thank you. <laughs> thank you. It was just really. Okay. Is it better now? Yeah, yeah. I still hear. I still hear it, whatever it is. But go ahead, BJ, answer the question. All right. So, to sum it up, we would love nothing more than to tour all the time. Uh, you know, as soon as you know, with gas prices and everything, we've got bands. Bands aren't making enough TV sales anymore to tour all the time. So unless you have like a really established fan base all over which we're working on, but it's not to the point where we can tour nonstop. Um, it's hard to. But the good news is we're going to be touring this fall summer pretty much nonstop. Uh, all around the Midwest, we'll definitely be in Illinois soon. Um, so definitely uh, the best thing to do is just either check our website, theproductrock.com, or productrock, you know, facebook.com slash productrock, all our dates. And uh, we are actually in talk right now with a couple in Illinois and Indiana. So I would definitely say by June or July, probably more towards July, we will be in Illinois. Cool. All right. All right. All right. Well, thank you so much for calling in. All right. Have a good night. You too. All right. Bye. Bye. All right. Sorry, guys. That was killing me. I don't know what it was. I felt like we were underwater. It's all good. It happens. <laughs> but um, I don't know if you're a fan of Howard Stern. I'm a huge fan of Howard Stern, and he goes, like, nuts when, like, a caller calls in and there's all this, like, you know, feedback and distractions. So, but, oh, um, oh, <laughs> are you guys? Oh, yeah. I mean, definitely. I mean, we got, we're, we're pretty big fans of all, you know, talk radio and things like that. We love it when we're on, on you know, we're on the road or whatever, travel along. Uh, there's a guy on, on Sirius that we listen to all the time. I always forget his name. Yeah, um, he's a British guy. He has the most vulgar mouth. Oh, oh, oh um, wait, not not Jason Ellis. Ellis yeah, Jason Ellis. Yeah, we we like if we're driving nine hours somewhere and we just need something, even you know, even aside from music, because you know sometimes. With being musicians, you listen to music all the time, and sometimes it's like, man, I just don't need to hear that right now. Right, we listen right. to Jason, we just crack up. So, for sure, yeah, <laughs> we, we definitely love that kind of stuff. Very cool, very cool. So, okay, so getting back to, and then I definitely want to start getting into more of the music aspect and stuff. So, um, are you guys? Do you guys work right now, or go to school at all, or are you just focus and mainly just on the band? Uh, for me, uh, I mean, I think for I can speak for all. So we say the number one priority is definitely the band. Uh, but like I said before, like my goal has always been to just make enough to where I don't have to do anything outside of music. So, you know, if we're not on the road or we're not in the studio or whatever, working on that stuff and I have extra time, you know, I'll do things like give guitar lessons. Uh, I'm doing that because it's really awesome 
you know, I get I get all ages sometimes from guitar lessons. I'll have them as young as, you know, seven or eight. And then I, you know, I think uh, a couple of weeks ago I had a guy who was almost 60 starting to learn on his guitar. So it's always a really cool uh, cool feeling to teach someone. And you kind of see it in their eyes, like, as soon as it clicks, as soon as they know what's going on, I'm like, oh, that sounded right, you know. So I really like that. And then um, really my uh, my bread and butter when, when we're not on the road, we're not playing shows or, you know, anything like that is uh, I produce a lot of bands myself. Um, cool. Actually, the, the first thing that we released, like like you were saying, was, you know, 100% done by ourselves, mixed all by ourselves, mastered everything. And that actually got quite a few people, quite a few bands like, man, that sounds really good. Where did you record at? And like, oh, you know, we did it ourselves. So, you know, I'll have bands come in and usually try to work on, you know, whatever budget they have, try to steer them to what, what's going to be best for them in my mind and uh, take things from there. So actually, uh, Very you know, cool. kind of have a bifocal uh, music thing for me. Oh, that's awesome. Now you have your own, is it just Pro Tools that you use in your house? Is it a Pro Tools studio? Yep, yeah, Pro Tools rig and a bunch of plugins and, and mics nice. and things like that, you know. Well, I would be there. I would love to hear your first album because I just I I love stuff like that with the mix and the production. So I would really be curious to see, you know, what it sounds like and and see your skills and stuff. So if you have a copy, I would love a copy. I, I tell you what, as soon as we're done with this, I will send one over. You got it. <laughs> okay. Thank you. Okay, so let's get to now. When did the product officially form? When did you guys, you know, officially solidify and form as a band? Uh, we usually go by our first CDs release just because, like I was saying before, the CD came out, we you know, go through members and growing pains and trying different stuff out and figuring out how we wanted the band to sound. So the band, we officially started in 2009 is what we tell everyone. Wow. That's, that's great. I mean, you guys come really far in that short period of time. I mean, if you hear some of the bands I've interviewed, and I mean, I've interviewed some, you know, pretty decent names that are finally breaking out there. Most of them have been at it for about 10 to 12 years. It was yep. really it, fascinating. Yeah, I was I was told a long time ago that it's uh you know it's a marathon. You know what I mean? It's just it a is. constant and constant growing. And everybody, you know, anybody that thinks that oh this person just got lucky. I mean, unless you're Justin Bieber, I guess you know. Uh, right. <laughs> it, it's not. You know, rock, rock bands they have to they have to build their following, build their name, and and you know mm-hmm. that's just what we're trying to do. That's why we're sticking at it, and that's uh. That's why we're really happy with the members that we have now because everybody understands that it's not going to happen overnight and it's going to take time and we have to keep building and keep, have to keep getting awesome people that are going to, you know, listen to us and like it. So Definitely. And please introduce your other members. I don't want to leave, even though they're not on the air with us, I don't want to leave them out. So please, you know, introduce uh, who they are. Absolutely. Uh, we are guitar players, uh, Charlie Jewell, and then our bass player is Rich Bennett. Very cool. And how did you guys meet them? Was it through, you know, ads or personal networks? How did you come across these guys? Well, here's here's a really funny, funny story for you now. Okay. So, like I was saying, I had been in a few bands prior, and uh, in those bands, I you know, members came and went and went off to college, got better jobs, whatever, got married, blah, 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 what have you. Um the two guys that ended up sticking with us were actually the first two guys I was in a band with um, who, you know, basically what happened, that first band that I was in kind of broke up as soon as high school got over with, you know, one of them went off to college and one of them just wanted to start working and saving money and things like that. And, you know, fast forward a couple of years after high school, uh, basically all that happened was, um, 
you know, they missed it. One of them went into another band and found out, wow, it really is hard to get people to stick around and things. And so uh, after I went through all those member changes and those couple bands I was in, both of them wanted back in really bad. And uh, so I was like, all right, well, let's give it a shot again. And they stuck it out. So now they're they're back here to it. Um, And uh, grew up with one of them, uh, was uh, uh, Charlie, our guitar player. He was uh, in a grade above me. Uh, and then the bass player, Rich, we met through a mutual friend um, who lives about, he, well, Rich at the time lived about 20, 30 miles uh, northeast of us. And uh, just met through a mutual fa- friend. We were looking for a bass player, and uh, he came on out, and that was, uh, that was that. So, And then obviously, RJ, you know, we, uh, we met due to, um, I was trying to think of some clever way to say it, but I can't without being gross. So. <laughs> we, we met because we're brothers. <laughs> Well, why don't we digress for a second to to talk a little bit about, you know, what is it like, you know, not only, you know, being family members, because you are family members, but being in a band, which is in and of itself basically another family. So, you know, do you guys have any difficulties sometimes? How do you resolve conflicts if they do arise? Oh, yeah, we have we have so many different stories <laughs> and things. It's so interesting because... The the four of us really, I mean, for the most part, are nothing alike, you know, uh, except for the fact that my brother and I are extremely stubborn. Okay. Um, that's the only only personality traits that are the same. You know, uh, our our guitarist Charlie, he's, he's a little more laid back and easygoing, and then Rich just likes to have a good time and and party and have fun. And uh, you know, my brother and I are probably more of the business aspect, serious, stubborn guys. And uh, there's definitely, you know, personality conflicts that go on when we're on the road. You know, some of us like to stay up well into the next morning, and some of us, like, as soon as the show's over, we just want to go to sleep. Right, and, right. You know, and uh, it's always, uh, oh, not always a challenge, but um, it can definitely be a challenge, especially when if there's something going on, like whether we should do this tour or you know, where we should be allocating funds, should it be going to promotion or for more studio time or, you know, things like that. If my brother and I have a, a different um, idea on it and neither one of us will budge, you know, usually we try to get the other two to speak up and say, well, mm-hmm. look, we, we agree with this guy. And then, you know, we kind of play it off of the majority rules type thing. That's, that seems to be the best way to go about it. Uh, you know, whoever, whatever gets three to one the quickest, is what we go with, but uh, whenever that doesn't happen, uh, yeah, my brother and I can definitely get really stubborn and uh, get into some shouting matches and things like that, but uh, <laughs> it always works out in the end, so I guess that's all that matters, but it's uh, definitely an interesting uh, collection of personalities. Yeah, no, I can imagine, but I think you made a good point. I mean, compromise is really the key, and if you can't Absolutely. compromise, and it's funny, I just wrote an article, which is going to be really funny on like kind of personality disorders and the entertainment industry and just kind of how you navigate around them and what to kind of expect with each of the different types. So it's kind of funny that you talked about how you guys are so, you know, all different in many different ways. Um, is right. there any specific person who's like a leader? I mean, you definitely sound like you're the vocal one between you and your brother, B, uh, RJ. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm definitely, uh, I'm definitely <laughs> the guy that does the talking for the band and the interviews and things like that. Uh, mm-hmm. I, I would say, you know, between my brother and I, in terms of just ideas for the band and, and where we need to head and the direction, I think we probably take care of that the most. Uh, but, you know, then, then there's other sides. You know, each each member kind of compliments themselves. Like, uh, 
you know, our, our bass player, Rich, he is just a social media whiz guy. Um, you know, if you, if you look at our Twitter right now, we've got 10,000 followers on there. And if you look at a lot of bands, unless they're huge, mm-hmm. many of them don't even break 5,000 followers on Twitter. And he's really good about reaching out to people and talking to them and having everyone check him out. He's a, he's a likable guy, I guess, you know. Um, yeah. Really easy to get along with. So, you know, I think that helps too. So it's just uh, different things. You know, we have each each one of us kind of has – specific jobs that we go for and what we should be doing, and uh, we kind of build everything that way. And I think that's, again, that's another key factor you said. I mean, you're each bringing, like, you bring your, you know, production and your engineering skills, and then I'm sure everyone else has that type of stuff too, but Rich has the marketing skills, which is so important in a band and advertising and being able to do that. So that's really cool that you guys are each, you know, taking different jobs and responsibilities on because, I was always kind of the person doing everything, and it just it really burns you out, and you start to get a little, uh, you know, resentful sometimes of other people that are sitting around complaining, but they're not doing anything. So I but can totally I, I, understand. I absolutely agree. Yeah, that's, I mean, that's kind of how we make sense of everything, you know. Anything that happens with the band, you know, whenever there's money coming in or anything like that, it's always, you know, four ways. But the reason why it's four ways is because everybody pulls their weight, and I think that really right. saves a lot saves a lot of trouble, too, because, you know, just like anything else, if you're doing something and you're getting paid for it and the next guy next to you is getting, you know, paid the same but did half the amount of work, it's just there's mm-hmm. nothing that builds a pension quite like that, you know what I mean? So Yeah, definitely. Let me, let's do this. We're going to, um, there's a person in the chat room who said that you will probably know um, who he or she is because the name's Tori, so I'm assuming it's a girl. Um, but she had a question for you, and if it's a boy, I apologize. <laughs> But it was a similar question that I had had, but I'm going to give it to her. And she wants to know uh, where did the name, the product, come from? So if you can uh, give us some background and some meaning behind that, uh, that would be really cool. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, believe it or not, there there is more of a meaning behind it than I think would lead on. You know, I think a lot of people would hear the name of the product and just like, oh, they just needed a name. You know, whether whether they think it was cool or not, you know, I mean, you just need a name. But actually, you know, um, like I was talking about before, reverting back to when I was going through those band members, I was just trying my hardest uh, to write the best songs that I could, you know, mm-hmm. back in 2000, late late 2008. And, I, you know, I, I worked on these songs. I think I had about 10 songs I was going through, and I would rehash them. You know, I'd, I'd listen to the rough demos, but, all right, well, I, I really like that chorus. But the melody should come in on the the first downbeat and say, you know, blah blah blah. It, need, it needs to have more impact. So I'd rework right. the melody, or I drop a verse and start it from scratch, and things like that. And uh, you know, so basically, what we were talking about a few different names, but the reason why uh, I think the product stuck is because you know, by the time we got the final band group together and we were working on these songs, we really put everything we had into them. They were literally like the product of everything that we've done and all our hard work and, and all that stuff. So I think the product just stuck because it was like, you know, this is, this is us. This is what we have to offer. This is our, you know, our product. This is what we made. So I think that's kind of how it, uh, you know, how we signify it and everything like that. Cool. Very cool. Well, thank you. Uh, thank you for sharing that. And I hope that uh, answers your question, Tori. Um, so let's do this because you guys are doing a great job, man. You guys are keeping me going. So I don't have to, really move this interview too much along um, in terms of asking hundreds of questions. But um, nope. 8.35, so let's check out one of your songs, and then we're definitely going to talk more about uh, recording with um, 
I can't even think of his name, sorry, right now, in terms of Brian Virtue Virtue and all that stuff. I definitely want to get to that when we get back. So tell us a little bit about um, your single My Damage, which you're currently promoting off of So Alive. That's going to be out June 5th. And uh, tell us a little bit about that track, and then we're going to take a listen. Sure. Uh, Yeah, basically what happened was we we went down to Nashville to record some songs, and you know, with Brian, and uh, I don't want to touch too much on that, but we went down there, we had the songs that we thought that we wanted to record, mm-hmm. and the more we, there was this, this one that we just weren't sure about, and we weren't sure, like, is it really is this one that we want to put on the CD? Well, uh, you know, we had, uh, we used a thing called Dropbox where we keep a bunch of songs and ideas and paperwork and information on the band inside Dropbox, and we are like, man, well, what else do we have? So we, uh, you know, we clicked on this one, and we just had about, a minute and a half of it, and you know Brian kind of looks at us. He's like, "That's the one right there." So uh, wow. we ended up pass- ended up passing that one out. Uh, you know, within a couple of days, and um, ended up being the single that our first push was for the CD. So cool. Well, it's definitely catchy as hell, and it's, uh, it's an amazing track. So let's uh, check that out, and then we'll be right back. Great. Okay, hold on. All right, everyone, again, you're listening to BJ and RJ Perry from the hard rock band The Product. We're going to now check out their hit single, which is titled My Damage. And when we come back, we're going to talk a, lot, a bunch more about just the entertainment industry and kind of where they're going direction-wise and a lot more about their EP. Be, be sure to pick up a copy of this. It's going to come out on June 5th, and it's titled So Alive. So we will hear now the damage, My Damage. Sorry about that.
All right, everyone, welcome back to the Carrie Edelman Show. And, oh, my gosh, uh, RJ and BJ, when I bring you guys back on, we have tons of people calling in right now. So it's it's really blown up. People, please just uh, stay hold, stay on hold. We want to get to all of your calls. And uh, I'll keep these guys on a little longer tonight. If we have to, I'll add some time to the station so we can get to all the questions as well as uh, continue on with the interview. So, again, that was their hit single, My Damage. It's an amazing Track, please check it out. I'm sure you can download it on iTunes, all the digital sites. And again, do not forget to pick up their EP, which is titled So Alive. I have a copy of it. It's awesome. I actually worked out for tonight before I came onto my radio show. So uh, pick that up on June 5th or any time after that. All right, guys, you're back on. Hello. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> awesome track. Really, really cool stuff. So Let's do this. Let's. Uh, we got four four callers. If everyone hangs in there right now in the switchboard, which is, gosh, you guys are doing great. I, I mean, usually people don't call in that much because of the time I have my show and it's a weeknight and all that stuff. So, let's uh, take these calls and get some questions for you. Awesome. All right. Okay. Area code seven. Uh, hold on. Loading. Looks like it's loading. All right. Uh, Hmm. I don't know, guys. Hold on one second. The, the thing is loading, but it's not for some reason picking it up. No let problem. Try, Technical difficulties. Yeah. Let me try a different one. It's weird. Oh, okay. Hold on a second. All right. 734 area code. You are on with the product. Hello? Hello? Hey, how are you? Are you there, BJ? I'm here, yep. Yep. All right. Area code 734, are you there? Maybe not. All right. Let's uh, click off this one because it doesn't sound like anyone is saying anything. Nope. Someone's there, but all right. This is becoming like Jason Ellis. Hold on. <laughs> okay, let's try this one. Okay. Uh, 989, you are on with RJ and BJ from the product. Hey, guys. Hey, what's up? Hello? Okay. Do you guys have a question for uh, RJ and BJ? Hello? All right, guys. I don't know what's going on. <laughs> looks like you got... Are you, do you have a question no, for that? Maybe we got prank callers. <laughs> yeah, it looks like Probably. this is really... Uh, yeah. I feel like Sal and Richard right now from uh, the Howard Stern show. Hold on. Let me get this one off. <laughs> Okay. All right. Let's. This one's from your area, so this is an eight one zero. Let's check on. I that. got it right here. Okay. Hello? Eight eight one zero. You are on with BJ and RJ. Ah, what's up, fellas? How you doing? Oh, it's pretty good. Uh, I was just wondering. It's uh, Dan from Alpina. I just wanted to know when you're gonna come up and play a show up here, guys. Oh, Dan from Alpina. What's up, buddy? Uh, yeah, we what need to make that happen. Fellas? We we need to we need to make that happen this summer because I don't want to go up in northern Michigan during the winter when the moose are out and you know gonna attack me or anything. So uh, uh, yeah, you know what? Yeah, there's a few we'll of them. There's you got there there are moose up there. Not in Alpena, man. But you guys need to make it to northern Michigan soon because uh, your name's getting out here pretty big. Well, that's good, man. We appreciate all the support out there. 
Thanks for holding it down for us up there, Dan. <laughs> oh, you know how it goes, RJ. <laughs> All right, fellas, we'll talk to you later. All right, thanks All right, so thank much, you. Dan, for calling in. All right, bye. Have a good night. Bye. All right, cool. Okay, here's another question from the chat room, and this is from Thomas. He wants to know, uh, what other bands have you produced? Can you provide some of the names because he's interested in uh, checking out some new bands and hearing your work? Absolutely. Uh, you know, honestly, I've done a bunch of bands. I'll try to do some of the more recent ones that I've worked with. Okay. Um, a couple of recent ones I've worked with, a band called Until Solace. If you like, like, heavy, hard, like, hard rock mixture of, like, screaming vocals and singing, um, you can check them out, facebook.com slash Until Solace. Uh, another band I'm working with right now is a band called Until the End. They're kind of like uh, a day to remember, um, a little bit more pop punk uh, type stuff, and uh, and they're real good. They're you know all all the band's Facebooks are just slash you know the band name so slash Until the End. Um, working with uh, two other bands I'll name here is a band called Hollow Drive out of uh, Jackson, Michigan, and they're doing really good. They're touring all over the place, playing with all sorts of bands. Um, and real excited working with them. We actually just finished a uh, a remake of Danger Zone uh, that Kenny Loggins did for Top Gun. Oh, and, uh, nice. Very to, yeah, very excited to put that out. And then the last band I'll mention is uh, a band called The Skylet Letter based out of Lansing, Michigan. Um, seriously, the chick has the girl singer and just amazing, amazing voice. She's basically like Christina Aguilera, but much more rock and soul. It's uh, cool. really cool stuff. So, those are just a, a couple of bands. I've been, yeah, I've worked with a ton of them. So if you uh, if you want to know more, just uh, add me on Facebook, I guess, and I'll I'll send you a whole list. All right, thank you. Hope that answers your uh, question, Thomas. And um, what's what are some of, while we're talking about bands and stuff? What are some of your influences for the product? What are some of the current bands that you guys are listening to right now? Uh, for me, BJ, uh, I'm really liking uh, the Veer Union. Adam oh yeah. Janice, um, you know, Art of Dying, you know, a couple that you've interviewed. Ghost of August, I really love their new CD. I think it's awesome. And, uh, you know, all that type of modern rock stuff. The biggest thing for me, if it's rock, it's 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 still going to have some substance to it. Um, but, you know, I I get into a, a pretty much anything with, you know, some distorted guitar and a really good vocal line, you know, I'm pretty much addicted to. So, But for the product, I try to stick it more towards the – you know, the bands that I think we would tour with and things like that. And then uh, and RJ probably has a whole list of bands for you, so. Yeah, go ahead, uh, RJ. What ones? Uh, uh, just all over the place, a ton of bands. Um, one of my favorite bands is a band called The Gaslight Anthem, and they have a new CD coming out soon that I'm pretty excited for. Um, nice. I, listen, I listen to everything, seriously. Ska, folk, everything. Um, I love Bon Iver, Elliot Smith. Real Big Fish, Catch-22, I'm all over the place. So. Wow, <laughs> you are. I'm more on the lines of uh, of BJ. I definitely love all those bands that you listed. Um, huge fan of uh, Octane on uh, Sirius XM. So that's where I you know, find a lot of the bands that I've been fortunate to have on the show, so it's really cool. But um, all right, so let's, let's talk a little bit more about kind of your music and where you guys are going direction-wise. So what I think is interesting, that you guys – have no formal management, correct? You're doing everything on your own? Currently, yes. We have we have had management in the past off and on, uh, but yes, currently right now we are doing everything on our own. All the all the radio spots and interviews and blogs and anything like that we've got for this new CD have all been just from us reaching out to people. 
Wow. No, so this is an interesting question then. You've had formal management in the past. How come you're choosing right now to do everything on your own? Uh, you know, it's really complicated with, with management that we found out. You know, I think okay. when you first start when you when you first start working with someone, uh, a lot of times the ambition's there and the drive is really there to push it. And then, you know, the, the former management company that we are with before we did this new CD, you know, we had been with them for a little over a year. And in the beginning, it just seemed like, wow, man, they're making the, the marketing and everything so much easier on us. We can just focus on writing good music and recording mm-hmm. good music and playing shows. And, um, you know, I think as time went on, this management company, um, you know, I don't know if they started getting other bands or different focuses. I know the the main guy at the the company actually started a, a website that's it's really taken off for unsigned bands and, I think they started getting into other areas of the music industry, so it just didn't. We didn't feel like we were as much a priority to them right. as we should for management. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, we're we're definitely not scared to take things on ourselves or do anything ourselves, really. So we just said, well, now it's a good time. We got the new CD coming out. You know, let's let's push everything we've got. We you know, we understand marketing. We understand you know how to push stuff and. Uh, so we just said, let's just uh, go ahead and do it, you know. And I think <clears throat> prior to that, we had a management company as well. And, um, you know, it, we were actually their first band they took on. They had a really big website um, that featured, you know, signed and unsigned bands and everything. And they heard our single uh, from our old CD and really liked us. So they're like, hey, we're thinking about starting managing bands. And, you know, we were with them for a while too, and it's the same thing. You know, I think they – at least from our experience in management companies that we, with, we were with, they have, like, these contacts and everything, and bam, they fire it out, and then, you know, kind of all just starts slowing down more and more because they've already right. kind of branched out to their connections and, and don't, you know, did what they could for us. And, uh, you know, we are really appreciative of everything, but I think as time goes on, you need to, you know, branch out to more people and more things. You know, we're talking to a couple management companies right now. We're not in a rush to sign or do anything with anybody. Mm-hmm. I think. I think as as the music industry continues to, to develop, I think you'll see more and more that bands really don't need I know the, the major labels or anything. You know, the internet is to touch yeah, base on that a little for a bit. Yeah, I want you to definitely get into that a little bit. But in terms of which I think is really interesting, I think it's fascinating, and I commend you guys for doing everything on your own. But how do you, for example, you know, get your your EP or your single to a radio station. I mean, personally, me, I just found it to be very difficult, very challenging. You know, if you didn't have someone reputable, you know, so to speak, promoting you or pushing you, I'm sure there's 100 million people like, you know, these indie independent artists out there trying to get their music. So, you know, what advice do you have to people that are doing it on their own? How do you, for example, you know, get your song to a station and and get them to listen to it and play it? Okay. So by, by by any stretch here, we are not getting played everywhere all the time. But we have no, I understand that. Of, I totally understand right. that. But just to get the opportunity, I think is huge. Right. Well, let me. Yeah. Um. You know. Uh. There's a couple couple things that I think have contributed to the success of you know the six or seven major. I mean, we're getting played on a bunch of college stations, which is awesome. Mm-hmm. But like the the major stations, you know, the ones that are, the ones that we re- report to media based and everything. Um. Those stations, what we found was, number one, you know, you have to have your stuff together. You have to have the, the right material for the station. 
Mm-hmm. Um, you need to do your you need to do your homework on the station. We you know we uh, we spent a lot of time before we even reached out to the stations finding the right DJ, seeing what time they were on the show, and you know show that you actually listen to me. You're not just exactly. like spamming and you know. So it's uh, you know I'm I'm emailing Carrie you know and she has she's on from three to five on WXOU or whatever it is you know and just say you know I really enjoyed listening to your show Tuesday night. Uh, your topic on, you know, do blondes or brunettes have more fun was, you know, really funny to me, blah, 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 because, you know, and, you know, actually take time to show that you actually care and that you, it's not just you spamming them, you want to develop a relationship with them and you want to, you know, help them out any way they can and things like that. Um, And then in addition to that, uh, you know, make sure that the stuff that you send them, you know, it's not just a song. Make sure the photos look good. Make sure that your email is well prepared. And right. you know, why should yep. they, why, what, what reasons do, what reasons would a radio station care? You know, we're really fortunate right off the bat to have a couple uh, big radio stations in our backyard support us. Uh, you know, one of them was 89X in Detroit, and then the other one was Banana 1015. And on Banana 1015, they, uh, they have a thing called the cage match where they'll put up, you know, two songs every night uh, against each other and people just, you know, vote on whatever songs they want. Well, we were, you know, this this is my third thing. We were really fortunate enough to have some really uh, strong, caring, like, dedicated fans that and friends. Right? And they just would call in every night. And so I think it was uh, 20 nights in a row we won to be retired or something like that, or maybe it was 10 nights. I don't even remember now. And we kind of use that as, like, the kickoff to get on these other stations and say, well, you know, then I think we were on uh, a station in St. Paul, uh, Minnesota, uh, Red 96.7. They had the same thing. So we said, look, this is what we did in Flint. Give us one shot, you know. Right, so right. When you, when, you get on, when you get on these cage matches, um, you know, they'll play you that night. And then if you win, they'll keep playing you. And, you know, we, we've won every single one that we've done so far in these six or seven stations we've been on. Uh, beating, we beat bands like Emphatic, Lincoln Park, Evanescence, The Hives. Um, and, you know, granted, some of these bands maybe weren't pushing it as hard as we were, but some of the bands definitely were. There was there were some nail-biters nail with, like, Emphatic. I think we beat them by about uh, 16 votes by the end of the night there, and they were wow. hundreds upon And they were on their Facebook and Twitter asking for votes, and we were too, and... Uh, you know, and so I think that worked out really well for us, too, because, uh, you know, their fans are then seeing this product. Well, I've never heard of this product brand. Who are they? And they go check out our links and stuff like that, and we would get ads that way. So, uh, That's awesome. Just, no, I, 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 yeah, I agree with you guys. Go ahead. Yeah, just, just being really dedicated to uh, continue winning those, I think, has really helped us a lot in the radio market. Yeah, well, it's showing, I mean, like anything in this world, you know, it's showing statistics. You're, you're able to demonstrate. I mean, those are huge bands. I mean, Hurt was another one that you had mentioned, POD. So, I mean, that's, that's amazing that, right, you have the dedicated fans, which is so key. And I think you really hit the main thing, DJ, when you were talking about contacting the radio stations and personalizing things and developing relationships. And I really right. personally think with everything that I've done, whether it's with my main career or just the things I do, you know, with the entertainment industry, I always say to people, do not ask people for stuff. You know, don't go up and say, like, what can you do for me? truly want to genuinely develop a relationship with them. And then, hey, if the timing is right at some point and you can help each other out, then that's great. But you're going to just stick your foot in your mouth if you try to ask for something before you even know someone. So, (laughs) you know what I mean? Absolutely. 
Absolutely. Yeah, so, Absolutely. I mean, you guys really, you have a really good uh, knack and way of doing things, and it's, yeah, it's it's paying off, and it's awesome to see that. Um, so, um, in terms of, let me think, let me look at my notes here, because I definitely want to go into picking out my song, because you guys let me pick out a song, and I had a hard time doing it, because I think everyone could be honest with you, it could be a single, but um, I did pick one out, so we will check that out in a moment. In terms of, let's, while you're talking about um, radio, you know, play, radio song placement and stuff, how do you go about getting, I think this is interesting too, and I hope people aren't bored with me, but I just find this stuff fascinating, you know, how do you get placement in MTV? Like, what were some of the things that you did for that? And did you use different types of things? You know, I've heard of sonic bids. Personally, I didn't find anything really that great about it, but you know, how did you go about getting some placement? Yeah, sure. Uh, well, first and foremost, I'll, I will say that we've never done anything like Sonic Bids or Broad Jam or anything like that. Interesting. Um, not okay. Not to say that they don't work. We've mm. just never done them, so we couldn't tell you. Um, right. Really what it came down to is just getting the right connections and then developing, like we said before, relationships right. with them. We came across, this one's a little bit funny with this MTV one, um, and okay. it's actually really sad at the same time. Um, uh, there's a, a guy that used to work at MTV uh, named Gabriel, and we came across his email through uh, another band accidentally sent out emails to these different contacts, and uh, <laughs> our name was in the email, and his name was in the email, and we did a little research and figured out he was the uh, music director for some of the shows uh, on MTV. Okay. So we just kind of started talking to him, seeing what was up, feeling around, and uh, you know, and then we after we talked, I think there was probably two or three emails that went back and forth. Um, like, you know, would you have any use for listening to our stuff? Would you mind giving a listen to even it would work? And uh, he did, and happened to really like it. And I think, uh, you know, they do the show so far in advance. So after we did a little contract with MTV, and um, he said he was going to use it, I think uh, it was six months later. Nothing had happened, so we're like, all right, maybe he was just messing with us or whatever. He just wanted to get us to stop bothering him. I don't know, because everything seemed right. really uh, really cool through the emails. But six months later, I get a phone call from somebody like, dude, I swear I just heard your song on Jersey Shore. I'm like, yeah, oh, no. right, you know. <laughs> yeah, and this, this was right at the time when Jersey Shore was, like, the biggest thing, you know what I mean? Okay. And, uh, so, anyways, I'm like, well, I don't watch that show. I, You know, it's not my thing. Right. I have no idea. But fortunate enough, you know, they, they post all the shows online and, here I am watching my first ever Jersey Shore show, and uh, I think it was almost towards the end there. They're walking out of the bar, and you hear, like, you know, you hear one of our guitarists and everything, and they've got our name in the credits and things, and we're like, that's oh, so that's cool. Oh, that's awesome. That's really yeah, cool. Even, yeah, it was, it, was, it was really awesome, you know, especially since it's like, you know, what are the odds that one – one person was listening that A, knew our music, and then B, watched Jersey Shore. Like, I would have never pictured, you know, someone that listens to our music to watch that, I guess. I don't know. Uh, maybe that's just me thinking narrowly or something, but... Uh, no, no, just, uh, I think that's awesome. Yeah, it, it was it was really cool, you know, and then it's been on a few other ones, and, uh, you know, with, with the Red Wings and stuff like that, it's uh, we've been fortunate enough to have some people... You know, we, we try to reach out to everybody, like I said, and we've had some people throw us throw us some things. You know, this this person does this at the wings. Give them, give them a talk, you know, or give them an email and see what we can work out. And, you know, they, we were releasing that, that that song, uh, Make Your Move, that's on, on the CD, the bonus track. You know, we released that back in 2010, and that was the song that they used. 
And uh, it was so awesome because they were using it as their playoff theme song. So we were seeing it on TV, and as we played every home game, and they actually gave us tickets to the first home game uh, last year for the Wings and had us come out. The whole arena was empty, and they did the whole pregame show. Uh, we were on Fox Sports and everything. And, uh, you know, I think it's a combination of luck and just trying to reach out to everybody you can and, and just trying to be nice to everybody. You know, if they need something from you, you be there for them and, you know, vice versa. I agree. I think that's the key tonight of what you guys are talking about with all these different, especially the business-related questions we're talking about, is really just, you know, being genuine and developing relationships, and that's key. And I've, you know, I've tried to use a couple of those sites, and unfortunately, I don't want to say it's a scam, but it's just, there's something not right, <laughs> something that's just right. not settling. And I really think I'd rather, from what my experience has been, it's just, it's better for me to kind of meet people and network and, you know, get some good feedback from people who know people and say, you know, hey, I trust this person or I've worked with this person, you know, rather than going in blindly and then you don't even know what you're getting. So I agree with you guys. So let's do this. Um, and Tom wants me to ask another question, but I'll ask that when we get back from the break. So I know I had a okay. hard time picking between Light It Up and Make Your Move because I loved both those songs. But, again, the whole album's phenomenal. But So I think uh, I'm going to do Light It Up, but I love Make Your Move, too. But I feel that that one's been out there a lot, so I want to do something a little uh, little different that people might not have heard yet. So Perfect. tell people Perfect. a little bit about Light It Up. Uh, this was an idea that we had been working on for a while. We To this day, we hadn't wrote a song that was just like, go out, have a good time, you know, party, live it up. You know, mm-hmm. and that, that's really... I mean, it was really just a generic idea we had for it, and we just, like, we want something that people can dance to and sing along to and have a good time because, you know, I don't think there's enough of that going on in the entire world right now, not to get all serious on it, but it's just, it's just like, you know, we just need a song that people that people are at bonfires or doing cookouts or whatever, you know, that's just the song that you pop in and you just crank it up, so. Cool. Okay. With that being said, I'm going to do a quick commercial break. It's like 30 seconds, then we'll go into that song and then I'll do a, a verbal one when I come out, and then we'll come back on and start uh, letting people know about upcoming shows and all that good stuff, and then we'll wrap things up, all right? Great. That sounds awesome. Okay, thanks. Hold on a second. All right, everyone. Again, you are listening to DJ and RJ from The Product, and we're going to check out their song, Light It Up in a Moment, which is off again their EP, So Alive, and please be sure to check it out when it comes out June 5th. Right now, we're going to check out a advertisement from Flirt Energy Drink. So if you're a female fitness person out there, you play sports, you work out, this is an amazing energy drink. It is specifically formulated for the female athlete. And actually, if I can I can comment, because um, BJ and RJ made a very interesting uh, parallel that I can say to this, my song, Vanilla Skies, which is one of the more pop rock songs off of my album, Leave It All Behind, is the song that is being used to promote this energy product. Um, it's not currently in the advertisement, but it's on the website. So, and again, that was uh, an interesting story because I met the people um, through Facebook, actually, and someone had known someone who knew me, and they heard the song, and they loved it. So that's how that worked out. So let's check out Flirt Energy Drink. Then we're going to check out Light It Up, and then we will come back to do a brief announcement for a amazing comedy show. So right now, here is the Flirt Energy Drink advertisement. Hey, Alyssa, you look awesome. Wow, thanks. What are you doing, putting in extra hours? 
drinks at the gym? No, I drink Flirt, the pink energy drink. You like my energy, don't you? Yeah. Flirt is the first energy drink designed for women by women. Flirt, the one in the pink can? Flirt is jam-packed with natural ingredients. Really? Zero calories, DHA, folic acid, green tea, and putia. I could get it here at the gym, right? FlirtSport.com. FlirtSport.com. Yeah, FlirtSport.com for a location near you. Again, welcome to back to the Carrie Edelman Show. Again, that was lighted up by the product. They will be back on in a moment. It's another amazing song off of their EP, So Alive, and check them out at theproductrock.com. So I don't, just want to do another announcement for another, I'm a, very, uh, I'm a person who's very into comedy, definitely have to laugh in this type of uh, day and age. So I definitely want to do a advertisement for Davin's Den. So this is a... Um, Davin's Den is a fast-paced co- podcast featuring comedians Davin Rosenblatt, 
Joe Curry and Pip Helix. If you're looking for a show that can make you think and laugh out loud at the same time, then Davin's Den is the show for you. They go live Tuesday nights at 6.30 Eastern Time. To watch live episodes, hear or watch old episodes, or to find out more about the show, go to Davin's Den page on davincomedy.com. And the amazing thing, too, about this show is that they also work with um, Anthony from the Opie and Anthony show, so he does a lot of production with them. So it's an amazing podcast. And if you're into comedy and you want to laugh, definitely uh, check them out. All right, let's bring BJ and RJ back on so we can start um, finishing up for tonight and get a couple more questions from the chat room to them. Hello. Hello. Okay, you guys, it's weird. It looks like it's still loading, but you're there. Okay, good. That's good to hear. <laughs> yeah, so, here. um, a couple of switchboard problems, it looks like tonight, but everything's going smoothly for the most part. So, yeah, another amazing oh. song, guys. I'm glad I chose that one. And Tori uh, yeah, also yeah. really likes that song. Good. We're glad to hear it. We really like that. It's one of our favorites, for sure. Cool. Very cool. So, okay, Thomas wants me to ask you a question, uh, so I don't want to leave him out here. Um, let me see what he says here. What's the craziest story that you have from a show that you've played? Give, um, us, some good, give us some good comedy. <laughs> oh, man, let's see here. I mean, just give me a moment here to sure. talk about. I tell you what, this, this is the one that we like telling the people uh, that we play at shows. So if they haven't seen us at a show, this would be a good one. This isn't okay. so much about the crazy thing that happened at a show. Um, but well, you know what? I'll give you I'll give you two quick ones here. I'll try to do it quick. The first one. All right, we were on our way to uh, New York for a couple shows. We had a long drive; it's about nine hour drive from where we we're at. We we're going straight there to play, and wow. uh, you know we were already behind in time. And Rich Rich has a our bass player has a really small bladder, and at the time <laughs> at the time we had a uh, we had this old like old Dodge van that was let, let's put it this way they wouldn't let us near school zones, okay? Um, <laughs> and, and anyways, there happened to be a little hole in the side of the van. So, oh, uh, no. Yeah, we told him, we're like, dude, we're not stopping. So he's like, fine. And then all of a sudden you just hear that noise you hear when someone's, uh, you know, and then uh, <laughs> we look back, we're like, what are you doing? And he just looks at us and smiles. <laughs> oh, my God, that's funny. Okay, what was the second one? <laughs> Yeah, we're going like 70 miles an hour down the expressway, and there he is. But, oh, and then my the God. One, um, <laughs> we are playing at a show, and I don't know if they just got this lighting system in or what, but it was, you know, where the drum riser is, uh, the lighting system, I'm pretty tall, I'm like 6'4", six, 6'5", six, on a good day, and uh, this lighting system was up on this riser, and I didn't notice it, so I go to do a jump off the riser and bang my head on, on the light bar uh. that goes across. And I, I was literally out for like a minute and a half. I woke up at the end of the song, like, what's going on? And, of course, the band, being the pros they are, they don't care about me. They just finished the song out. I think actually Rich jumped on vocals for that. And uh, I wake up after, and, you know, a couple people are checking on me or whatever. But that was uh, that was pretty intense there, too. And, uh, you know, we could go on all night about that stuff. But those are a couple of my favorite non-typical ones. So Nice, nice. Well, maybe what we'll do is we'll have you guys back on in the near future, and we'll do, like, a, a storytelling segment. I would love to do that. That would be a lot of fun. <laughs> that would be awesome. We'll definitely have our bass player, Rich, here for that, because he really, he's really good at telling stories about everything. Okay. So. All right. I've done that before with comedians, it's, it's, and it's worked out really well. We did kind of just more personal storytelling types of uh, 
segments, and it's really it's been really cool. So, okay, cool. So I guess why don't we start wrapping? And God, you guys have done a great job. Nine, gosh, an hour and fifteen minutes we went. Um, so why don't we start doing this? What um, just tell people about any upcoming shows you have? I know you mentioned that you were, you know, doing some shows throughout May, and where people can catch you. Absolutely. Well, first off, if you want to see what we're playing, the best thing to do is just go to our Facebook, facebook.com slash product rock, or our website, theproductrock.com. You know, we keep everything updated on there. We are in current, we're currently in booking mode frenzy. Um, you know, we're going to be playing, we've got dates in Nashville, Kentucky, Ohio, soon to be Illinois, like we were saying, Indiana soon. Um, I think we've got a couple in Pennsylvania and a lot in oh, Michigan. Nice. You know, we're playing, Michigan's a huge state. You know, it takes us almost four hours to get to the other side of the state. So we're going to be doing a, a few festivals. Um, one in particular, we're going to be playing with uh, Pop Evil and Fuel and our buddy cool. Brian and Clyde. Um, we're going to be playing uh, called River Roar in uh, Bay City, Michigan, which is in mid-Michigan. And uh, looking forward to that. Last year they had, I think, almost 10,000 people out for it. So uh, that will be a great one. But, uh, yeah, definitely just check out the websites for the dates. And we're we're going to be working really hard to play Lots of Midwest, East Coast stuff uh, this summer. That's really where our focus is going to be. So Nice, nice. Well, you guys did an amazing job. You got some phenomenal music out there, and I see nothing but uh, good things to come for you guys. It's already happening, so I'm sure it's only going to get better from here. And please keep in touch with me definitely off the air. You've been a great group of people, and it's really been a pleasure meeting you guys. Absolutely. Same goes to you, Carrie. Thank you so much. Yeah, yeah, thank you for tuning in. So, um, again, the podcast will be available, so please promote it. You know, if anyone couldn't tune in or they tuned in late, they can download it, stream it, do all that good stuff. Great. We will definitely do that. All right. All right, so definitely keep in touch, BJ and RJ. And, again, thank you so much, guys, for coming on. You did a great job. Thank you. Have a good night. All right. You too. Have a great night. Thanks. All right. Bye. All right, everyone, again, you just heard from the hard rock band, The Product. If for some reason you tuned in a little late or couldn't catch the show tonight, the podcast will be available. Thank you again for Thomas and Tori in the chat room and everyone else who was in there that did not uh, create an account. We really appreciate your pleasure. Um, Sorry, it's been a long day. We really appreciate your support uh, for the show tonight, and I'm sure The Product does appreciate you guys coming on, too. And um, tomorrow night, we're going to have another person on. I'm doing two in Umbro this week. I know I kind of drive myself crazy sometimes. Um, so tomorrow night's going to be really cool. We're going to have a theatrical rock singer coming on. Her name is Lynn Litchie. And uh, you can check her out at lynnlitchie.com. And that's L-Y-N-L-I-E-C-H-T-Y.com. I think it's yeah, lynnlitchie.com. She's also on Facebook. So she's done some amazing stuff. She's worked with Lionel Richie. She's on Broadway, done major plays. She has another album coming out. So a uh, really phenomenal musician and actress. So she'll be coming on tomorrow night. And again, it's just been such a pleasure having everyone support this show. I really appreciate it. If you want to follow me, you can go to the Carrie Edelman Show on Facebook. I have two personal pages because one of them is just about maxed out. So uh, please befriend me on Facebook. I have a musician page on Facebook under Carrie Edelman. And you can also follow me on Twitter at Carrie Edelman. And finally, my website, the official website, which will eventually just mainly a, a cover page right now, it's CarrieEdelman.com. That will hopefully be up and running in the near future. And let me see what else I can do in terms of plugs tonight for the show. Um, I will close the show with one of my songs off of my album, Leave It All Behind. If you're interested 
in checking out any of the songs. It's a full-length album. It's available on iTunes, Amazon Music, Napster, and all the digital sites. Um, let's see. Tonight, since we did more of a, a rock-based show, I'll, let me see. I'll pick my title track, which is Leave Little Behind off of it, because that's the most one that would be apropos for this type of a show tonight. So let me find that in the switchboard. Got too many bands in here right now. And um, again, if anyone's interested in becoming a guest on the show, you can go to the Carrie Edelman Show on Facebook. I have a ton of information that is under the info section on the page. And again, thank you so much. Please, everyone, check out the product. Go to theproductrock.com and uh, please check them out as an upcoming show. And don't forget to get their EP on June 5th, which is titled So Alive. Thank you so much, everyone. Have a great night. And tomorrow night, 8 o'clock p.m. Eastern Time, theatrical rock singer Lynn Litchie will be coming on the show. And I also have updates on my station page as well as the Carrie Edelman Show on Facebook with all the upcoming interviews and guests that will be on the show. Also, finally, there's over 70 podcasts. Please check it out. Anything you like, comedians, musicians, authors, filmmakers, everything under the gamut of the entertainment industry has been uh, featured on my show. Thanks, and here's Leave It All Behind. Have a great night. <laughs>